Hello and welcome to Society Is Me, a Gen X podcast. That one where Lily and Hannah go A to X through grunge, indie, alt rock, pop, movie, soundtracks, TV, and general generation Catalano goodness. Yay! Or something. And it's you week. It's, it is me. <laughs> it's you. It's not you. you. It's you. <laughs> it's not you. It's you. Uh, what's it's not you? Me, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, over to you. Uh, or me. It's the unauthorised biography of Reinhold Messner. Because every week we forget that if you're playing this podcast, you can clearly see that that is what the subject. But hey, this week you even knew what it was, didn't you? So that's fine. <laughs> There's no no flies on you. I'm not kidding anyone. So let's get into it. Um, obviously, Ben Folds 5. Um, we have talked about them a long, long time ago. Correct? Yeah, Second. back in... Back in B for bangers. Was that the first? In volume one, yeah. Wow, I didn't realise it was that long ago. Okay, so um, lots of very, very well-researched good info on the origins <laughs> of the band there. So, you know, head on back to uh, B vol one if, you know, you want to get into that. If not... It was volume one, so maybe not, actually. Not very, 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 very gentle sketch of uh, the band from Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Obviously, a uh, hilarious joke in the in the name of the band because they're a three piece, but that's just Ben Folds all over, isn't it? He's he's a wag. He is. <laughs> um, his other bandmates are Darren Jesse and Robert Sledge. So, um, the title should we should we play the first track and we'll talk about the title? Yes, this is the first track, which is Narcolepsy. So. Um, the unauthorised biography of Reinhold Messner is, allegedly, but it's tough to know with Ben Folds because, you know, he is a kidder. He reckons that most of the fake IDs going around um, in his youth, in his neck of the, world, um, neck of the woods, um, were all called Reinhold Messner. Really? Everybody's ID was... Fake ID was Reinhold Messner. Oh, why is that? Was he someone... It was just whoever was churning it out. It was just, like, just keeping all the details and just changing the photo, I imagine. Uh, I see. Who was it? Who was it in your neck of the woods? Um, I didn't have a fake ID. I borrowed my friend Nicole's. Mm. Because we both had dark hair. I mean, I <laughs> frankly think the, the the similarities probably ended around about there. But anyway, I don't think I ever even used it because it was so obviously the fakest thing you've ever seen. It wasn't even a photo booth picture either. It was just a picture of her laughing and smiling on the beach. Obviously not on any kind of official thing. One of those prove it, prove it cards, a fake prove it card. No, it was way before then. Mm. I actually made my own rubber stamp, which I cut out some kind of trying to look official. What, out of a potato? Stamp off on it. <laughs> I think I actually used an actual old rubber stamp and just cut the bits out. Ingenious. Anyway. Well done. You crafted it. Not really, it was a complete waste of time. But <laughs> anyway. Um, so, they claim that's the reason they called it that. Um, the, the cover is like a picture of the same guy in a suit and then one you know of the figures coming forward in white but the whole point is like this faceless nobody this non-person and it does seem to be you know again very very autobiographical when it comes to to Ben Folds and he's he's always been the driving force behind the band you know they are a band but you know we'll get into it a bit later but yeah it is pretty much all about it's all about Ben yeah anyway so narcolepsy um Pitchfork called it Queenish and vaudevillian. Yeah, I get that. How do you feel about that? <laughs> yeah. Um, definitely not. You know, I, I obviously I bought this album. I ran out and got it because huge Ben Folds fan. Ben Folds Five specifically. 
Um, and it was a bit of a head scratcher, like, uh, huh, okay. Changed their, you know, peppy, cheeky fella type thing. I mean, it's still, there's still some fantastic tracks, and I, I love all of the tracks, in fact. But it wasn't what I was expecting at all. Yeah, I did too. Um, anyway. Um, I will tell you this really important thing that Stereogum said, but I can't read my own writing. <laughs> If you want to know, look it up. Oh, I can tell you. Uh, Stereogum uh, reminded us that uh, Ben was um, two divorces deep at this point, which might explain his you know, introspection. It got a bit dark, yeah. But uh, as it happens, I believe he, he, he'd actually been married the year before. Oh, it didn't last long then. For the third time. So he was in the beginning uh, parts of his relationship so I don't right. then again maybe he wrote it way before then who knows sounds um, like his Facebook status would be it's complicated <laughs> extremely <laughs> extremely and I, I'm gonna say a lot of what I'm gonna talk about tonight does pertain to it <laughs> um, anyway so uh, Ben found himself living in New Jersey in 1993 uh, after a stint playing drums in Nashville uh, he played a weekly at the Chenet Cafe in the East Village Sounds familiar to you at all. Chenet, no. The Chenet. It was uh, opened by an Irish guy. I was going to say, is it an Irish bar? Yes, it is. Um, they basically did coffees and, you know. Guinness. Coffees, light snacks, and rolling rock beer. Okay. Which, truth to tell, in, in the sort of mid 90s, I was swinging rolling rock thinking I was pretty cool. <laughs> Until I was like, had to just throw in the towel and say, this is a terrible beer. This is not good. <laughs> Fucking love the bottle though. It's just great. It's very cool. Anyway, <laughs> it didn't taste good and finally I, I wised up to the situation. Um, anyway, uh, it is familiar because Jeff Buckley uh, recorded there. Uh, he had like a weekly residence. So did Ben actually at the same time. In the cafe? Was it a recording yeah. studio as well? Oh, okay. Well, no, he just recorded the gig. Oh, right. Live at the Chanel. Um, along with, um, well, I think it was his first EP, Jeff Buckley's that was. His first EP was uh, Live at the Chenet in 93, so the exact same time. Imagine being Ben Folds, who's this kind of almost comedic, he's almost like skits to music. Yeah. Uh, and then there's Jeff Buckley, like, pouring out his soul and, you know, people literally weeping. Yeah, interesting pairing. Uh, it just reminds me of a I think petulant... he made me feel a bit insecure, to be honest. <laughs> oh, yeah. Doesn't he sound like a petulant child here? Like, you know, when you try to put your kids to get out of bed and they're just, not time. Yes. <laughs> it also, every time... Every time I see the title narcolepsy, it does remind me of Deuce Bigelow. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, other artists who performed um, at the Sinead... Oh, oh, naughty. Um, Sinead O'Connor. Mm. Hot House Flowers. Another mm. Irish band. And uh, I stuck this one in because I knew you'd like it. Allen Ginsberg. <laughs> um, Thanks for that. Uh, at the same time, so... Ben uh, also was playing drums in the pit uh, for the Buddy Holly story, you know, on Broadway. Yeah, yeah. He was the guy like, and all the rest of it. Um, so that that's basically what he was doing uh, at the time. And he couldn't find anyone to play his music with him. So as a band, but he didn't really want their input. He just wanted them to play what he'd already written because he couldn't really do it on his own. And he couldn't find anyone, uh, I guess, at the music scene in New York as well. I mean, Jeff Buckley is like, 
huge scene stealer, you know, and uh, I think that probably had something to do as well. He's like, hey, I've got these hilarious tracks. And everyone's like, yeah, no. No, thanks. We're really taking it seriously. So anyway, he headed back home. And that's how we met the guys. So um, let's move on to Don't Change Your Plans. So the year before the album came out, he met um, Frally Himes. I don't know what her real name is. <laughs> Frally. Frally. Okay. Yeah. But she's an Aussie, you know. They sometimes have unusual names, or at least unusual nicknames. Um, he was traveling around Australia and he met her and they fell in love. She's also a musician and a singer uh, and a, a yoga teacher. Racking my brains. What could that be? I don't know. I, I guess I just lent into probably Francis, but... Francis Alexandra. Yeah, I... <laughs> no clue. And in fact, if you go to Wikipedia and you and, and you kind of press the link to her name, it takes you to Ben Fold's page, which is, if I was her, I'd be very provoked by that. Yes. They're now obviously not married. Um, but anyway, so they... Um, I think they, they married just after this album came out and then two months after that their twins were born wow didn't waste any time yep he's got fraternal twins uh, called Louis and Gracie so they are now like super old <laughs> they're oh in their 20s which is terrifying um, yeah so in total yeah he's been married one two three four five times five oh my god like his non-existent band members yeah wow five's a number for him yeah well hopefully the fifth is the uh, the magic the magic one yeah I'm gonna get back into Frally in a sec but um, don't change your plans this track I mean it sounds romantic but then you've got the title don't change your plans which basically could read as because <laughs> I wouldn't change mine for you do you know what I mean what you changed it changes a few times didn't it it's fine <laughs> yeah or AKA get a clue love <laughs> I'm just not that into you <laughs> which he may as well have tattooed on his forehead at this point <laughs> try harder then you know I guess hey people really metamorphosize metamorphize <laughs> change this always sounds like a, an 80s TV show it does intro, you know? <laughs> it's a theme tune. I'm not hating I literally sometimes spend an evening uh, listening to old 80s American TV show. Are you serious? Theme tunes, yeah. Wow. Like oh, which? Hill Street Blues brings me to tears. I'm not wow. joking. My parents used to watch it and obviously I was not allowed to but I could hear the music and oh um what else is there in a compilation? Really, really similar. <laughs> oh god no. They're all American ones. Taxi. Oh. The theme tune to Taxi. Friends. So Actually they're awesome. No, no, no. Yeah. Talking, I'm talking way older like um um, which is the one that's set in the hospital? St. Eligius. Yeah. St. Elsewhere. Oh, oh St. Elsewhere music. Oh, and you know. This is all over my strokes. I just Dallas, Dynasty, a different oh, strokes. Oh my God, MASH. Oh, well, the theme from MASH? Yes. Suicide's oh. Painless? Yeah. It, seriously, I do nearly cry when I hear stuff like that. <laughs> What's oh, wrong with no. me? It's so good. Yeah, the Manics version is 
incredible. Oh, <laughs> Come on, you couldn't you couldn't mention that I and expect in. me not no, to. I was. It's one of my favourite songs ever. I was thinking that Rufus Wainwright's Dad Loudon was in the show. Yes. Yes. I'd you prefer have to keep it there before. and not go the other way. Oh, come on. We can't. You. You, you could not expect to get away with that. Um, this is a love. This is a lovely song, but I want to play you something else because it is... Um, so they did a lot of moving around. So Ben and Frally were in Australia and they had small babies and obviously Ben was around for that. And um, then they um, inevitably, <laughs> unfortunately for Ben, split up. And I think he, you know, he, he went back to the States, but it was like East Coast and then West Coast. And then she eventually came over uh, and moved to the States. How many kids has he got then? So two with Frally. Yeah, he have... I think he only has two. Okay. So there's that mercy, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, he always attributes all of this to, well, it's not my fault. I'm a, I'm, of course I, it's not. I'm a musician and I tour a lot. So how can I be there when I'm here? You know, I can't do both. Mm-hmm. There's actually, there's a lyric in a um, much newer song called uh, Phone in the Pool, which is a brilliant track. But he says something like, um, um, you know, what's been good for the music isn't always been so good for the life. Oh, there are ways. <laughs> yeah, get a new one. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> um, anyway, so Frally obviously... Um, Met and mingled with people in LA. Anyway, she met Rain Phoenix, River Phoenix's sister, and uh, and they, I think they met at a birthday party, and there was like a sing along, you know, someone playing the guitar, and they realised that their harmonies really worked together. And um, oh, so she so, was the singer as well. She's yeah, she's also oh, a musician. Okay. So they got together and they um, created Venus and the Moon, and they recorded with. Uh, so Rain has Rivers um, something like a. I think it was a three or a four track i'm showing my stupidity when it comes to recording devices here but it was something that river used himself to record right so she has that in her possession and that's what they use and it was all very interconnected and stuff so anyway this is um this is venus and the moon's marry me and it's really lovely well, I know that I said, sounds super 70s it does but you know rain phoenix in fact the whole phoenix family are total hippies aren't they wow. yeah Stephanie got that joan byers Joni mitchell kind of vibe linda ronstadt they have been heavily compared to yeah absolutely that vibe. but um it, it's it's really great there's an ep and there's um an album or two as well so check it out if you, if you like it it's cute the other thing i would say is if you look at ben's wives he, he has a type. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, big time. Um, very kind of high cheekbones, wide set eyes. Super beautiful. But, you know, when you see them all, you know, well, there are a couple of them, <laughs> a couple of them, you can't find pictures too, they're a little bit obscure, but uh, the ones that are well known, yeah, they all look really similar to each other. So. Anyway, beware. Let's get back to BFF. So this is mess. And I... Bet you can't guess what it's about. <laughs> My kid's bedroom. I don't know. Uh, it's Ben Bolt's <laughs> His no, life is love life. It is his love life. <laughs> yeah, it is. I do love this song though. It's yeah. Well, um, I don't know if Very cool. this was in his mind. Well, it can't have been in his mind at the time, but it really, really pertains to something that happened uh, a little bit later in Ben's life. 
in around 2006. Uh, so he and Frally were on a yoga retreat because, you know, she's a yoga instructor and she got him really into it. And he was like super into it, like, oh, it's just changed my life. And, you know, thinking more clearly and just in touch with my body, like so amazing. Uh, well, while they were on this retreat, he met another yoga loving woman oh, and man. left Frally for her, which was nice. So, he is a mess. <laughs> oh, I'm finding this really disappointing. I didn't know any of this stuff and I wish I didn't. Well, you know. All the, all the wives in the end get to say, I told you so. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, this is gorgeous. And I think it's because, yeah, it reminds me of another song by my ex-favorite band. Oh. <laughs> Don't let's drag them. Sounds like his life's a little it's bit It's already like a mess, Hannah. Yeah. Let's not make it worse. <laughs> um, so he said in his 2019 autobiography, which is called A Dream of Lightning Bugs, if that, you want to read about it's, how it's not his fault that five marriages failed. Isn't his podcast called oh. something like that as well? Uh, Lightning Bugs. Lightning yeah. Bugs, yeah, yeah. Or it might be his name. Yes. Yeah, I was listening to a, a one with um, Rain. Is his uh, not Phoenix. The, the guy who plays Dwight in the UK office. Mm. It's Rain Wilson, that was it, that was very funny. Yeah, that, that's actually, I mean, he's a funny guy. Hmm. You can see how he reels him in. <laughs> but anyway, then like he goes on tour of, and... For the topics he covers in that. It's not just music, it's all sorts of yeah, things. Yeah, oh no, it's really interesting. Yeah, if you've, never, if you've never seen that podcast, definitely check it out because... And then they make a song and he, he also did one with Sarah Barry Ellis. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. She is mega talented. Um, she can be a tiny, she can come up a bit smug, which is why I think some people don't like her. But she is really, really um, fantastic and talented musician. Anyway, she wrote uh, She wrote that, The Waitress. Waitress. Yeah, it's on Broadway. I think it was supposed to be, it was supposed to be in the West End, oh, well, except COVID. Yeah, uh, she wrote that. Oh, I don't know that. And I loved her album in the early 2000s. The Ben Folds loved it. Uh, yeah thing they do at the end is very very funny well he said his some of his all, all his really close friends are women <laughs> not wives friends <laughs> alright Ben um, anyway uh, apparently his mother was told that he was slow at school by his teacher uh, and that he just wouldn't be able to like basically learn stuff gosh that's a bit rude yeah you know I think it was sort of the early 70s um but she was an artist, and apparently she just felt that he was just different, but perfectly capable. So it's she decided bored. to. Uh, I don't know if it, if it means he was maybe on the spectrum a bit. I'm not sure, but um, or maybe he's got something else or ADHD where he can't, you know, take it in or whatever. Mm. Um, but anyway, she just encouraged him to do the things that he loved to do, and. and and stick with that so music and reading and writing stories and stuff so that's that's what he did and wives well <laughs> maybe she was a little lenient and uh, consequently he didn't learn some key things anyway um this next one is magic and i love 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 this one uh but i only found out in doing the research for this pod that it isn't written by ben it's um, written by darren jesse the multi-instrumentalist but drummer for Ben Phil's Five. And it really is gorgeous. So it does 
progressively get to be basically about death. But there's this bit at the end, and it's just, you know, when a, a song just kind of breaks your heart? You. Yeah. Um, and I've always loved that about it. It really is just a kind of a, it's just that key change or whatever it is, and it just, oh, stop, you know? But since then, Darren Jesse has done a bunch of stuff. Um, he's had bands, he's, he's gone solo, uh, to great critical acclaim. But I actually read that he, he said, you know, what I want when I write a song is to take you to the brink and just break your heart. And then that last bit, just try and fill in those spots so that you can still keep listening. And I think that's a really great way to describe it. That's exactly how this feels, this bit. Just wants to torture you. This it's so is gorgeous. wistful and dreamy yeah. as well. It's gorgeous. It's really lovely. Anyway, Jesse's um, first solo album is called um, The Jane, Room 217. It came out in 2018. It was very well received, um, very folky, and a little bit, he sounds a bit like Tom Petty. This is obviously Ben Fold singing, but um, he sounds a bit like Tom Petty. I don't know, check it out and see if, if you agree, but it's, it's really good. Um, he's drummed for Sharon Van Etten, who incidentally played with three surviving members of Fountains of Wayne for a COVID benefit after Adam Schlesinger oh, um, after he, died yeah. of COVID. And they did that like a couple of weeks after. Yeah, died. yeah, we talked about that. I don't know, maybe in the Christmas episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, he uh, played the guitar for War on Drugs. You know, the band War on yeah, Drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you want when you're fighting a War on Drugs. Guitar. <laughs> yeah. He just takes to the street and says, I've had enough of this crap, guys. <laughs> Check out this guitar riff. Um, and, uh, and he's done a couple of albums with his own band, Hotel Lights. Uh, he's originally from Houston, Texas. So that might count for, um, there's a little country aspect to the stuff that he, he, he does himself. In no, he could have been in, hey, that's my bike. <laughs> <laughs> Touring the country like Woody Guthrie? Absolutely. Oh, just this bit again, just one He's really make, sweet. Yeah, you know makes, that's obviously saying goodbye to someone who's died. Oh, it just you want to close your eyes and sway. Yes. I just want to be in a warm, dark night, you know, with stars above and just mm. that lovely, peaceful feeling. Not the cold rubbish. <laughs> January shit we have to deal with at the moment. Anyway. We're going to have to we're gonna have to get away from the sun or I'll probably start to cry. So oh, I love a la 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 in a song. This is a bit depressing. This one's called Hospital Song. Is it about death as and well? Ben uh, wrote it by imagining what it's like to be in hospital and how depressed yeah. you'd feel. That's a good starting point, I suppose, for a song called Hospital Song. I mean, I have to say, I think he nailed it. <laughs> it's not a bad song. It just has that kind of slow drag. Yeah. Which is exactly how you feel in any time. And any time I've been in hospital, which mostly hasn't been very often, but... It's really hard to get out of that place, you know? Yeah, it does. It, <laughs> They're quite resistant to signing you out, aren't they? There's something quite uneasy about, yeah, the sound. Mm. And it's very depressing. It's Actually, it's just giving me goosebumps. <laughs> oh, God. Mm. Or maybe I'm just cold. I have to say, seeing Ben Folds 5 in 97, did you say? So we were just looking yeah. at my old tickets up was one of the best gigs I've ever been to. 
It was electric. I mean, he was literally kneeling on the piano, on the top of the piano, and playing it backwards. And yeah. just hitting it and just, but still playing it. I don't know how. I know, that, that's so weird. Because I remember you telling me that. And it's I remember thinking, when we were talking about him originally, like, oh, I wish I'd seen him. I don't know why I didn't see him. And then going home and my husband saying, you did see him with me. <laughs> and then I found my ticket. It was a lot later than you. It, was, it must have been like early 2000, 2002 or something. I think it was, I don't know, London, a story or something, I'm not sure. But I just, I don't remember it at all. And I find that really disappointing because I would imagine a Ben Foles gig to be really memorable. So I don't know what what was going on with me, but I have seen him. I don't remember it. Well, they broke up for a while. So it might have been a good deal later than that. Yeah. Anyway, I'll find my stub. I'll let you know. I'll report back. The thing I love about this song is because it's it's got that drag to it. It's that... Is it the bass line? Anyway, it's just so... But I know what I know what's coming. This is a this is a return to form harking back to the other two albums. You know what definitely, I mean? This is what I was definitely. looking for when I bought the album. And it's got a good swear in it, which I always love yeah. in a song. I definitely learned to appreciate everything else massively, and I really do, but this was what I was hoping yeah, for. Yeah, this I is definitely yeah, the Ben Folds <laughs> 5 that yeah. I love, yeah. Yeah, when I ran down the street having left HMB yeah. with it in my hand. <laughs> it's great. I don't think it's fair to say everybody knows this one, Chief. Absolutely. He's quite a storyteller, isn't he? He is, and... It's really funny, if you go onto like song facts and stuff, people will say, oh God, you guys are so stupid that, do you really think people can't like write a song and immediately you just assume it's so autobiographical? Like it's just a song, guys. And then other people like coming back with all the fact checking, they're like, it is about him, <laughs> dude. Um, he was in a band that broke up and then reformed and changed their name. What he didn't mention is his brother was one of the band members. Oh, right. <laughs> Chuck Folds. Nice one, Chuck. What happened to him? Is he still a musician? He is actually. He's. Um, it's so funny if you if you Google him, he looks like Ben Folds, but with it no hair, like at all. I don't know where it, it went. Doesn't even look like a buzz cut. He just doesn't have any hair. But apart from that, it's Ben Folds. Super strange. Identicals. Well, not that strange. It would make sense, wouldn't it? I know, but you know, sometimes when you brothers think, oh, from your the brother. Same brother. Like for example, <laughs> you know, Patrick Swayze back in the day, Swizzle. And then, and then they're like, you know, he's got a brother. You know, probably they did that in the costume. Hey, this is this next guy's Patrick Swayze's brother. So like, awesome. And then he comes in, and they're like, oh shit, You're quite frightening. <laughs> no disrespect, because he was in Carnival, and he was amazing, and played the bad guy. Didn't speak or anything. But anyway, top him. top Swayze brother. I'm just saying, if you were expecting more of Patrick, it, not yeah. as blessed. Okay. I can't remember what his name is. We'll call him Randy for the sake of the pod. Chuck. Randy Swayze. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Ben Folds has described the uh, the reception of uh, of this album, Unauthorized, as uh, people generally saying it was like the Muppets trying to be Radiohead. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. I can totally see where they're coming from. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, but fuck it, I think it's a great album. I don't care. <laughs> this is pure Muppets, though. <laughs> That's probably why I like it. <laughs> or the Fraggle Rock. So yeah, speaking of Chuck Fold, so Chuck, so when Ben got back to uh, Chapel Hill after his stint in New York in 93, 
his brother Chuck introduced him to Robert Sledge, who was in a band who was kind of a friend of the band that Chuck was in. Right. Um, I think they were called Bus Stop. Chuck's band was called Bus Stop. Robert Sledge was in like, you know, like you're just bopping around town and gigging yeah. and every, people know the same people. Um, anyway, apparently Robert was very intimidated by, by Ben because, you know, he'd just come down from New York and he'd just been doing Broadway and he was singing in the same place as Jeff Buckley. Like he seemed to be this like huge big deal. And, and Ben was like, no, 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 you can do it. He, he didn't say, no, 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 I'm not a big deal. He was like, no, no, you can absolutely rise to my level. <laughs> that was nice of him. That's what Robert's been quoted as saying, which I thought was really funny. Um, anyway, um, I think I mentioned Tiny Bit earlier. So before he'd gone to New York, he was in Nashville and he was playing drums and apparently he had a bit of a publishing deal as well. Like he was writing songs for other people. He said it was the healthiest he's ever been. He was like running eight miles a day and everything, eating like, yoga and being doing yoga. yoga getting paid doing his job but not being the star no pressure it was just a really nice like little existence but he just had to go for it go for broken try and be the star so um anyway chuck folds is these days a uh, still a musician and uh, still in a band uh but he's also a, a faculty member uh in geography at a university and he also, this is great, he plays bass in um, a children's music band. Oh. And they're called... Hang on, the band is made up of children or they play music for children? They play music for children, <laughs> a la sort of Nick Hope. Yeah. So the band is Big Bang Boom. And I'm going to play you a little bit of, of, of this. Oh, uh, It's called Are We There Yet? Which, as you can imagine, is as annoying as the title suggests. But you can tell which singer is Ben Fold's brother. Right. Because he sounds really like him as well. Okay. It's kind of spooky. Anyway, here we go. Are we there yet? I think Nick Cope's got some good Are We There Yet as well. Are we there yet? <laughs> it's not bad as far as uh, kids' mu- music goes, that's it. <laughs> Yeah. This is great. I'm going to keep this up my sleeve for next time we're on a long hard journey. There's a whole album, so amazing. What's big, the album bam, big Bang Boom, people. Big Bang Boom. I'm going to write this down. Big Big Bang Boom. Big Bang Boom, and the album's called Because I Said So. <laughs> oh, <laughs> even better. Well, right, that one out tomorrow. <laughs> um. Yeah, so Chuck was in this 90s band at the same time called Bus Stop with Eddie Walker, which you will probably remember, is um, a track on the Naked Baby Photos album. Oh, right. Anyway. (laughs) It's quite good. Oh, yeah. I was going to play a tiny bit of Eddie Walker. She's with it. Smock. I haven't heard that one in a while. Eddie Walker. Eddie Walker. There you go. Brothers Band member. All right, we're going to move on to your redneck past. This makes me want to pretend to play piano. <laughs> Air piano. I say I say pretend because I took piano for three years. Nothing. <laughs> Not even green sleeves. I can find middle C. Oh, green sleeves? You're joking. <laughs> Chopsticks is the highlight of my repertoire. 
I knew that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> Thank you, then. Thank you for knowing me so well. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know what it is, uh, or maybe it's just, you know, really obvious, but your redneck past, it's almost like being the class clown. It's like getting in there first with the insult, you know? Yeah. Before you call me redneck, well, guess what? You know? I'm gonna say it first. I'm gonna make a big joke of it. And then what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? You know, I feel like as funny as he is, he could probably do stand-up. Something quite aggressive. <laughs> Did he have a redneck past? Well, don't forget 100 and, you know, dwarfs. One angry dwarf. <laughs> what? You know. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> the track. Oh, name. Right. What, I'm just totally spaced. <laughs> 100. So <laughs> One angry dwarf. <laughs> oh my god, I think it was. <laughs> oh god. I, I love that track and I can't think of what it's called. One angry dwarf and 200 um, solemn faces. Yeah, but what's it actually called, the track name? Isn't it that? One angry dwarf and, and 200, 200 solemn faces. faces. Thank you. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Don't know about redneck past, but age. <laughs> <laughs> It's a sad, sad thing. Um, yeah, so the producer for this album is Caleb Southern, um, who was uh, often referred to as the fourth member of Ben Folds 5. Um, yeah. He's, um, he's a professor at the Georgia State, Inst uh, the Georgia Institute of Technology. Uh, but he also... Um, <laughs> yes. He also worked with Archers of Loaf. Oh, right. Oh, from why? Chapel Hill. Why so called Live yeah. Soundtrack. Nice. So check out that uh, M is for My So Called Live. Volume 3, thank you very much. That bit's kind of unexpected. It's a great track. Alright, we're gonna move on to your most valuable possession. Friday, November 20th. Good morning, Mr. Ben. It's uh, about 6.30, Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Uh, just laying here in the bed, half awake, half asleep, thinking about you. So uh, it's good when your dad calls you and reminds you of where he lives. It's a bit strange, isn't it? <laughs> Can't say I've experienced that myself. Although my dad does sign off his text still with D X. Oh really? Yeah. He knows that his name comes up, but he still he does it in fact. Just in case. Weirdly enough, my brother does it too. G X. So I don't know if he's sort of subconsciously picked that up from my father, but um, it's their little sign off. Damn! Now I just realised they're ever kidnapped. They'll easily be able to fool me by texting me and just ending it with DX or GX. Damn it. Or you'll know if an imposter like grabs their phone and tries to make out that they're not after this podcast. If they don't sign off. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm just giving it up, Hannah. <laughs> Shit. Well, guys, if you do get kidnapped, don't you're on your own. I'm sorry. Um, anyways, the whole conversation, just this one side of the conversation, is quite bizarre, where he's talking about John Glenn, the astronaut. And okay. what happens when people go up in space? Your body mass would drop to a certain level. Because your body mass drops. Right there. What's happening with your mind? Whatever you need. Is it still there? 
And if it keeps happening, are you just going to be this floating consciousness? Yeah. Or what happens? Or do you lose your mind? No, he's like, he ends the the track by saying, I'm just thinking about this. Just wondering wondering what you think about that. (laughs) Ask an astronaut. Um, And then he just says, bye. (laughs) I hope everything's going all right. Oh, here we go. Here's the end. Um, I may wake up here in a little while. Forget what I was thinking about. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'd love it if we were playing philosophy next. But we're not. We're gonna play Regrets. Gee, I wonder what this one could be about. Why? <laughs> oh, I'm not involved. <laughs> well, he starts off by saying, you know, um, in second grade he realised that he was getting it and he wasn't getting it and all the kids were. Um, well, he met his first wife in the first grade, in kindergarten. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, I know. Uh, they were married from 1987 to 1992. And she co-wrote several songs with him, including Alice Childress, Smoke, which I love, Kate, which I love, and The Last Polka. Hmm. And what did she do? Is she still musically active now? Very sketchy info on her. Yeah, don't really know. This no is very kind of musical theatre, I think. I mean, a lot of Ben Folds is, but this in particular, I kind of expect them to, I don't know, yeah, lots of jazz hands and suddenly break Could be another out. TV show thing as well. Mm. I think he missed his calling, probably, doing stuff like that. So at the end of this, uh, one of these, um, um, yeah, that's it, when he ends up in jail. So that was a big speculation thing, is did he end up in jail? He probably did, we don't know why. <laughs> but he did legitimately get arrested in 2002. Um, he uh, used obscenities during the show, which of course he did. He just swore. Yeah. But apparently um, the audience were not notified this might be a possibility prior to the performance. What, that he'd swear? That he might swear. Where was he playing? Like in a church? Detroit. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't get it. Um, So, after the show, an audience member called the police on him. Hang on, hang on. Have I missed something? What? He's in Detroit. That was his crime. He did a show. He was using obscenity without prior public knowledge, which apparently in Detroit is in fact a crime. Wow. So uh, an angry dad apparently called the police. So while Ben went to the stage door and he was signing stuff for people and autographs and stuff, the police rolled up and put him in handcuffs. Well, apparently he first he had to like you know put his hands on the top of the car, and they patted him down and then they handcuffed him and they took him to jail right oh after his God. own show. So it wasn't like a hate crime or anything. He just swore. No. <clears throat> no, I just said fuck probably. Or... <laughs> wow, man, I thought Detroit would be a bit more chilled. I know. And there's another bit where he says uh, he, yeah, he gets taken to jail because he, um, they, they say, oh, so, you know, sorry, but there's just thousands and thousands of people with your name. So it was an easy mistake to make. Right. What is this? Is this like a moog? Yeah, it sounds a bit, um, yeah, I don't know. Or synthesizer, Air. maybe. Mm-hmm. He's a pianist, so it probably yeah. is some kind of synth. Uh, of course, no expert. <laughs> But it's very true, I once tried to get um, an Esther visa for the States, and I had no prior trouble at all. Uh-huh. Um, I think it was the last time, in fact. Um, and it came back, well, it didn't come back, and I was like, wait, <laughs> we're leaving soon. 
So I looked into it and they were like, yeah, we're just dealing with a little hold up. And I was like, uh, why? And they said, well, you seem to be on a, uh, you know, like wanted list. terrorist <laughs> list. Yes, a terrorist oh, list. Oh, what, like an IRA list or something? No. But your Irishness, no? No, just a general terrorism list. Oh, wow. You know, danger of flying type person. Um, what had you done? Eventually really? they came back and they were like, oh, it's okay. There's just a terrorist with your name. You just needed to disambiguate. It's like brilliant, great to know. <laughs> so it does happen. I can, I can support that. Then are you related to that terrorist? I wonder. <laughs> no. You would know if you looked. No. You looked her up on your family tree. Hannah, stop. <laughs> I may well have some IRA. No. <laughs> Not funny. We were Catholics, though, so we were on that side. I have to admit that. Anyway. This is Jane. Ex-wife? Surprisingly not. Oh. No, yeah, I don't know if you really write them songs. It's a bit harsh, isn't it? They put up with his shit and he doesn't even write them. Right, right, writes with them, I suppose, or with some of them. So who was Jane? You know who Jane was? Uh, no. But it seems to be in the lyrics he's kind of trying to tell someone to just be themselves and not try and be someone they're not with this whole kind of fake thing. It's not working anyway. And good advice. They're good enough without putting on the extra nonsense. I can imagine going to a piano bar and finding someone very Foldsian playing a track really like this you yeah. Know? yeah very Billy Joel of him this one huh it is, it is it is lovely some people might not take that as a compliment eh? <laughs> Billy Joel I don't really don't get it don't mind Billy neither do I <laughs> is that like the worst thing anybody ever said come on my life come on <laughs> what do you think Ben good stuff <laughs> <laughs> well Ben obviously fucking loves him like why wouldn't he he and his all know each other don't I mean, they've, they've got to have major respects for one another. He's, he oh. is amazing. Actually, I do know a professional pianist, like a rock music pianist. Do they like Billy Joel? I don't know about Billy Joel, but he loves Ben Folds. Um, and he played, I think he, he actually played three, two or three tracks from Rock in the Suburbs at his own wedding. Cool. And he sang it, and it was amazing. It was so good. Anyway, I'm going to skip over to the last track, which is Lullaby. Spelt B-Y-E. Very yes. apt for the following track. Bye! As in, bye, bitch. We've got another one. <laughs> but also, I quite like how he's kind of come full circle. So we start off with narcolepsy, and this is a lullaby. Very true. So between Fleur Folds, which is his fourth wife, who he left the yoga lady right. for, Frally. Um, so between her and Emma, Emma Sandel, his uh, professional ballet dancer, fifth wife, uh, Emma, he dated Alicia Witt. Do you remember who Alicia Witt is? No. You'd recognize her if you saw her. Okay, so she is an actress and apparently a musical prodigy and also general just genius. She is. She plays the daughter of Sybil Shepherd in Sybil. Did you ever watch that? She's like really sarcastic, deadpan, very sassy. She's really good at it. She also. That was in the 90s. She's also the lead um, 
role in Urban Legend in 98. So she's got very gingery red hair. Really, very, very pretty. Let me describe her. High cheekbones, wide set eyes, right. you know. <laughs> His type. That kind of girl. Um, yeah, so she was in Urban Legend, co-starring with Jared Leto, who is hot, <laughs> as you might expect. Yeah, she And uh, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Take me back to the 90s. Um, and supporting actor of the same movie, Joshua Jackson, playing extremely cheeky and exactly who he plays in The Creek. Which we also did a pod of, by the not way. Seen either of Check them. out D. Oh, it's also awesome right, yeah. Anyway, so is he still married to the fifth wife, then, Emma? He is, currently. Right. But that could only be because he's been trapped in Australia since the beginning of COVID. He's done a reverse Djokovic. Oh, is she Australian as well? She is Australian, yeah. Um, so, in accordance to this track being called Lullaby, Alicia Witt's parents were both found dead in their home in Worcester, Mass., few days before Christmas, so basically last month. Oh shit. Yeah, her mother apparently had Parkinson's, she was in her 70s, and her 87-year-old father had cancer. The furnace had broken, and they had like a tiny space heater. Oh god. Worcester is just down the road from where my husband's from, so I've been there in November, and it was fucking freezing. Um, And anyway, yeah, she couldn't get hold of them, so she called a cousin who went over there. They were both dead. Oh, gosh, how tragic. Yeah, um, so they've decided at this point that they believe that they both died of hypothermia. Oh, Because they were both God. just so ill. Oh, and they obviously wow. Couldn't and the neighbours said they went there and tried to help them out, but they always refused their help, and the press sort of took a lot of pictures from outside the house really dilapidated. You know, like, it just needed so much work, and it just oh. looks like a shack. It's really super sad, so... Um, so, to... Uh, to pay uh, Diane, Alicia's mother, her last compliment, um, here is a fun fact about Diane Witt. She um, is the Ameri- well, she was the American and Guinness World Record holder for the longest hair from 1989 to 1996. How long was it? 13 feet. Jesus, wow, was not expecting that. And if you Google it, there are pictures. I'm it, doing it, it now. It is amazing. And she did have beautiful hair, and she's just as beautiful as her daughter. And I think they recorded together as well, Ben Folds and Alicia Witt. Diane Witt's hair. Oh, it's the first thing that comes up after. Whoa! Yeah, pretty epic. Wow. Oh my God, so many questions. <laughs> I cannot answer any of them. How, how Jeans, do you wash it? Where do you store it? You, well, <sighs> well, apparently, no, I did read that she would, um, she would plait it. Or braid it, and she would oh, yeah, ra- a literally wrap it braids. around her head in a big pile. Man, that would be heavy. Whoa! Yeah. Wow! Whoa! Wow! So, oh yeah. my god! If you want to be suitably wowed, go to Google. <laughs> Sit these on Diane Wit with two T's. <laughs> Diane Wit of, of, of Worcester. Worcester, Mass. Yeah. Worcester. Wow, that's incredible. Okay, and that is the end of the album and the end of the unauthorised biography of Reinhold Messner. Ta-da! Thank you, Lily. That was illuminating. Um, God, I'm still, still blown away by, <laughs> by those locks. You're going to go for it. Um, <laughs> Stop growing now. Today's the day. <laughs> I keep thinking, oh, like, I'll grow it, you know, to then cut it off and donate it to, you know, like, you can... 
like to the little princess charity or something but yeah, yeah. I think you need to have it quite long and I'm not, your husband yeah. could do that, <laughs> do that. <laughs> Jesus hair that he's got at the moment um, oh right so you can say hello to us on Instagram uh, Society Is Me Janet's podcast well, you can literally Facebook do it too. on Anchor you absolutely can leave a voice message and if you do we might play it Oh, and we'll send you some merch we have some new merch that we will uh, uh, yeah, our apologize. Uh, we just want to apologize for the the, the late sending out. Um, so we know, we know who you are. Those we know we owe you merch. It's, it's on the way. I lost some Coming. of the merch uh, really the day. I found it now. And Christmas, got some new stuff. Yes. COVID, drama, out. general postal strikes. I mean, all of that stuff. <laughs> anyway, like shit up now. Really. <laughs> um, there might have been Hannah. You just don't know. Yeah. Uh, and we're on Twitter at SemiGSP. So um, yeah. Get in touch, say hello. Uh, got any ideas for future episodes? We are all ears. Um, in the meantime, see you next time. Bye. Bye.